We don't know how it's going to happen or even when it's going to happen. It hasn't happened at the time of this recording, but a lot of signs are pointing to Dustin Bufflin leaving the Winnipeg Jets. It could be a mutual contract termination. It could be a trade. Um, But it appears regardless that his time in Winnipeg is nearing its end. How do the Jets proceed? Are they good enough without him? And what improvements do they need to make? Episode 205 of the Lace Em Up podcast starts right now. And now, it's time to Lace Em Up. Here's Brett and Steve. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Duboff. And uh, we've heard this story a lot throughout the season. On occasion, we'll hear it, um, you know, a couple of times a month. What's up with Dustin Bufflin? Is he coming back to the Winnipeg Jets? Well, uh, we got news this week that uh, all signs are pointing him leaving the Jets in some fashion, Brett. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so there, there's just been recent news that I mean, it's been going on since the summer, even. Uh, that Dustin Bufflin might retire, um, but it's it still remains unclear, um, which is interesting too because the Jets also lost Jacob Truba and Tyler Myers in the offseason as well. So like, don't forget, don't forget, uh, don't forget uh, the unsung hero of the group named Ben Sherrod. He went to Montreal too. That too. Um, but, so uh, the. Yeah, well, Mostly Myers and True, but that also hurt them. Right, that was the big one. But, like, they were already in trouble even if Bufflin had returned. Um, and then they were even in, they're in even more trouble because, like you mentioned, they also lost Ben Chirot, which I had forgotten about, so thanks for reminding me there. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, defense was going to be an issue because they lost their top four defensemen. And now... Um, you know, actually, they're not doing too badly in the standings. Um, I mean, they could be doing better. They have uh, 59 points in 55 games. They're just outside of the playoffs, I believe. Um, uh, but, like, that's all most... Yeah, they're just outside of the playoffs. Uh, but I think that's mostly just because, um, you know, their defense has, has been inconsistent. And uh, Connor Hellbuck has been standing on his head. Of course, they have the luxury of having like the best forward group in the league with Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, Patrick Laine, of course, and Blake Wheeler. And then Nikolai Ellers has um, also made some moves as well, or has bounced back a bit. Um, and then also, not to mention, uh, Neil Pionk has uh, the guy that they got back from from Jacob for Jacob Truba um, has been uh, doing pretty well. I think he's doing better than Jacob Truba is, which is um, interesting. Also, Josh Morrissey has taken more of the load. I think even recently they have Sammy Naiku, um, who's gotten up on the points list and stuff like that. So um, so they, they kind of have a bright future, but um, I think they kind of do miss those guys. Um, anyways, uh, Dustin Bufflin um, are in the NHL and the NHLPA are working on an agreement to co- uh, terminate his contract, um, which is 
um, interesting because I guess uh, there's there's probably going to be some cap violation stuff, kind of like what happened with Roberto Luongo um, when he retired in the offseason. There was a cap penalty for the Canucks because they were the ones who paid it. Um, but uh, Bufflin has yet to resume skating. By the way, this is coming from uh, Friedman's 31 Thoughts this week. Um, but um, if he has any desire to play in the future, there's going to be interest. There are obvious connections in Chicago because it was his old organization. Florida uh, because of Joel Quenville, um, his old coach. And Vegas, uh, Kel Kelly McCrimmon ran uh, Brandon where... Oh. Brandon. Oh, is that a that's a WHL team? <laughs> uh, that would be uh, that would be uh, the Brandon Wheat Kings, that's who right. um, not only apparently did Dustin Bufflin play for, but Mark Stone also uh, played for them. Okay, okay, got it. I thought when the I see Brandon, I, you know, because I'm not used to these Canadian city names. Um, yeah, Bra so Brandon Manitoba. I'm I'm used to that being a you know a person's name instead of uh, an actual yeah. city. Um, so yeah, so that's where Bufflin played for in the WHL. Um, so, so those are the obvious connections, but I'm sure there's a couple more teams that are interested as well. Um, I'm sure a lot of teams would be interested in having yeah. a guy like Dustin Bufflin. Like, have you seen the way the guy hits? Yeah. Like there's a distinct sound that goes throughout the arena when he makes a hit and his shot is so lethal too. Right. So let's start with that. So. Uh, since Bufflin hasn't even skated yet, um, what do we expect from him if he is traded? See, that is a very tough question, first of all, because you're not sure if the conditioning is at 100% or not. Um, the other thing is the past couple of seasons, he's battled injuries. Um, I believe uh, last year he missed 19 games with an ankle injury um, in late October. He had surgery to fix a high ankle sprain. So, um, if there's a point, if there's a point of his body that you kind of question, it's probably the ankles right about now, which uh, you kind of need to skate, I would think. Um, so you, you kind of wonder how that's going to affect his skating, how that's going to affect his mobility. Um, you know, if it affects the way he plays the game from a physical standpoint, if it affects his shot, yada yada yada. Oh, sorry. I, I, so there are a lot of other things with that. I also, I, I also take a look at some of his numbers throughout the years and just the way he plays the game. And honestly, even during his days in Chicago, um, he was really throwing the body around a lot. You would see a lot of 150-plus hit seasons. Um, in his second season, he had over 200 shots in the NHL and – he yeah. got 14 goals and he wasn't even playing like 18 minutes a game because people forget Dustin Bufflin wasn't a defenseman at first he was a forward in Chicago Dustin Bufflin was a forward and he still hit the same way he was still getting a lot of shots on goal he was getting a lot of power play time but he wasn't playing defense he was uh, up front at forward and um it wasn't until his 2010-11 season in Atlanta, I believe he made the move to defense, and it was a monster season. If you take a look at his stats, his first 
20 goal season in the league. He had 53 points in 81 games, eight goals and 24 assists on the power play. His shots on goal that season, 347, second best in the league. The only guy who had more was Alex Ovechkin, and he only had 20 more shots than Dustin Bufflin. That's how good Bufflin was in his only season with the Thrashers. And the reason I say only season is because after that season, they moved to Winnipeg. Right. And he continued, he continued his solid production in Winnipeg. There was a stretch in the past uh, five years where for – three straight seasons he had over 200 shots and 200 hits which is very very unheard of uh, for any player not just a defenseman and he was still putting up a respectable amount of points if you take a look at his point production um i believe there was like seven seasons where he got at least 45 points he had five 50 plus point seasons um a handful of times he scored 15 plus goals in a season including two 20 goal seasons uh, there was even a season in recent memory where uh, i believe it's 2016 17 when carlson had that monster year he led the league in ice time he had over 27 minutes per game which in in his 30s it's pretty good we've said it many times on the podcast brett what happens when a point producer who also plays the physical game is in the middle of his 30s. At some times, the body is maybe going to break down a little bit. You might see a bit. And the fact of the matter is, by the time we hit April, Dustin Bufflin's going to be 35 years of age. So i'm kind of wondering if i'm another nhl organization do i trade for dustin bufflin at his current contract because that's what's going to happen if you make a trade for dustin bufflin you're going to get the mammoth cap hit that he carries i'm almost considering just waiting for the jets to mutually terminate his contract so that when he becomes a free agent you can maybe give him um maybe not like a dirt cheap deal that like Kovalchuk signed with Montreal for like less than a million, but definitely less than the seven plus million that Bufflin is making per year with the Jets on his current deal, which has about a year and a half left. So that's where I'm kind of wondering if the Jets would A, be willing to trade Dustin Bufflin, knowing that maybe the offer isn't going to be what they want given right. his cap hit. Yeah, that's the key here is his cap hit is 7.6 million um and there's a lot of risk involved with that and like I would be hesitant if I was any team if I was yeah, if I was any team um in the league, I I'd be hesitant to trade for him uh given the fact that he hasn't played um in about 6 months. Um or, or longer um, and uh, not to mention he's 34 years old you did mention how good he has been but the key word there is has um, and been I guess but uh, he's, you know it's like he, ha- he has been pretty good um, and you mentioned the fact that he was like a big time hitter um, and he's played a lot of minutes but I think there are a lot of players in the league who have to change their um 
change their playing style as they get older um and that and that makes them a little bit less effective like i'm thinking of um zidane ochara for instance like he used to be able to be more productive offensively um while also still being productive dif- defensively but then as he got older he has to like focus more on the defensive stuff because that's what um he's good at and but that means he has to take away from being offensive and i think a similar thing has to happen with dustin bufflin where um if he's expected to play even longer than he has been he has to um change his playing style so he can't um be expected to be a part of their power play maybe he takes less ice time um and something like mm-hmm. that um, and there's also the risk in the fact that, like, we still don't know why he's decided to skip this year. Um, it could just be, like, he doesn't, um, and why he's so, like, 50-50 on even playing. Because um, he might retire even, like, you know, even if he is traded. Um, so there's that risk involved there. And the way that I'm thinking is, it's like... You know, he's making $7.6 and he has another year left on that. Um, so it kind of seems a little odd to, um, you know, because I don't know if, if I'm a team, I don't know if I would pay that much for Bufflin if he's only, you know, if I have to pay $7 million for someone who's like 50-50 on even playing in the first place. So, I mean, I, I guess obviously the Jets would have to retain some of the ch- salary if he is traded, but um, I think there is uh, that psychological aspect to it as well, where you're not sure if, how motivated Bufflin is at the moment. Yeah, and, and, and motivation is, it, it's, it's going to be pretty key, yeah. not just in terms of like where his conditioning is. Like, I think for certain players to play their best, they have to love the game. And the, the other thing that's really caught my attention with Dustin Bufflin is, have we even heard from him throughout right. this entire process? No. Like, personally, if it's only been for a couple of times, I can't remember a single time this year, maybe outside of training camp, where Bufflin has really, has really spoke. I like. It, I don't think he's even um, like whether it's through like a media release or phone interview. Yeah. Um, TV interview. I haven't. I haven't heard a peep from the guy throughout this entire thing. I, I could be wrong. Maybe it's just me, but that's what I've seen, anyways. And yeah. It like when you don't hear from the source, people start to pontificate. Yep. All these possible scenarios swirling around your head, and you're tempted to just pick the one that you think makes the most sense, even if that opinion is just totally offside, way off the mark, makes no sense at all. And I have a feeling if this decision was something that the public needed to know and Bufflin was comfortable in talking about it, he would talk about it. But, you know, all we can go on is how he's played the game, the injuries that um, he's yeah. battled through in the past couple of seasons. Like, look at Andrew Luck, you know? Right. Maybe he's just sick and tired of being sick and tired and hurt and yep. you know the fact of the matter is dustin bufflin is ma- is married and he has three kids like it's not all about dustin bufflin he's got three kids to take care of maybe True. he wants to be a family man now maybe that's why his heart 
isn't in the sport as it once was. And and you know what? That's okay. Nobody should be forced to do something that they don't want to do. And maybe he's just taking this time off to, yep. you know, be with his family and rekindle his love for the game of hockey. You know, yep. there there could be a lot behind the scenes that we that's, don't know. That's but, for sure. Oh, sorry, go on. But I think the other question that needs to be asked is how much do the Winnipeg Jets really know? Yep. Because that surgery that he used for his high ankle sprain, team had nothing to do with that. Buffalo True. did that on its own. Yeah. So actually, that brings both your points. Actually, brought me to this point first. Uh, Buffalo is thirty-four um, years old, and you do bring up a good point. We don't know what his uh, life is like off the ice, but like you know, for athletes, that's pretty old. Um, but for you know actual human beings uh that's pretty still pretty young so um so that's that's always something to keep in mind whenever we're talking about if he's going to retire or or whatnot and all these injuries but like um that is a big part of it for sure where he doesn't want to you know spend the rest of his life getting like you know having playing a sport that causes him brain damage for instance um so that could have a factor for it for as well um, but while you were saying, like, has Bufflin actually talked about this in public? Um, and I did some Google researching. Um, so first I found um, we have two things that I want to share now. Um, okay. So for, the first thing is that um, uh, Ron Hextall says that this Bufflin drama is a reminder that sports is a business. Um, he said that a couple days ago. And then Blake Wheeler, um, he's very insistent that he doesn't want this whole ordeal to, or he doesn't want to make this into um, like Bufflin is the is the villain here. Um, mm-hmm. And he, so I'm just gonna read quotes from what Blake Wheeler has said about this. But of course, Blake Wheeler is the captain of the Jets. Um, he says, "I think it's a very buff way to do it." Um, Buff has always marched to the beat of his own drum. He's the type of guy that when he his mind's set on something, that's the way it is. So I think that's probably where it's at today. Like I said, the way he played for this organization for eight years is kind of where I've come back to. Especially when you don't have him, you just really appreciate how, how hard he played every single night and how much you missed him. Um, and then he goes on to say, in pro sports, there's so, so much tied into wins and losses and productions. It's a business. I think what gets lost sometimes is the human element and buffs a person. He's no different than anyone else. Nobody will probably know everything that he's played through and the things that he's gone through to go to work every day for this organization and this city. He's probably the most popular player ever in the history of our franchise for those things. How hard he's played in the physicality. I think that gets lost sometimes. Um, yeah, especially so, considering that from day one, yeah. the Winnipeg Jets have been around. He's been a part of it. The current Winnipeg right. Jets, which, but, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's kind of just what we've been saying. It's like you know, we kind of forget and sometimes get, it's the human element to it. We were point about the but at the same time, back to the point you made about the the salary cap and what Ron Hextall said. He's absolutely right, though. Because however much you like Dustin Bufflin and as much as you wish the best for Dustin Bufflin, at the end of the day, his contract is to Winnipeg Jets. And yes. as long as his contract is tied to Winnipeg Jets and he's not with the team, 
that's basically six or seven million that is just sitting there right. and is not helping your team. So yeah. at the end of the day, the Winnipeg Jets, in order for them to conduct their business the best they know how. Just like for Dustin Bufflin, this is the best way to do that. But at the same time, and just have to deal with that. They have a business to run. They have a team that has a lot of good talent that is ready to make some big strides in this league. They're not going to let six or seven million hold them back. Right, right. You were a little lost there, but uh, at the end there, but I think I got the gist of what you're saying. Um, my, my final point is they're not going to let money sitting there holding them back from setting yeah, their goals. Of course, uh, that, that makes sense. Um, all right, so can the Jets make the playoffs without him, or does it make sense to take the year off to draft a defenseman as a lottery pick? Um, so here's the interesting thing. So um, the Winnipeg Jets are currently just outside of the playoffs. They have 59 points. Uh, the Flames, who would have the second wild card, have 60 points. So they're pretty close there. Could go either way. Um, mm -hmm. And um, in terms of the top three in the Central, it's um, the, the Stars, who are third in the Central, they have 65 points. Um, so they could, uh, uh, so they're like six points behind the Dallas Stars. Um, they also have to worry about the Nashville Predators as well. And Colorado Avalanche could slide, I guess, too. But so they're kind of in the thick of it right now. Um, in the Central Division, uh, they also have uh, Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks at 58 points, so one point less than the Jets. Um, so yeah, pretty much every team in the Central is in it. Um, and the only team that's pretty securely in the playoffs is the St. Louis Blues. Um, in the West, yeah. Yeah, well, no, in that division, I'm saying. Um, but even... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Um, but, uh, so, so that makes it interesting here. Um, the Jets did draft Vili Hanola, uh, this, uh, past year, and he played well, um, when he was called up early on in the season, but then now he's in, uh, Finland, I guess, for the year. Um, and they also, I mentioned Sammy Naiku, they also, um, have uh, Neil Pionk, who's been uh, who's had like a breakout season. Josh Morrissey's also been pretty good, um, but that's still their biggest weakness in in terms of um, their defense stuff because they still have to like rely on guys like D Dmitry Kulikov, uh, Nathan Bulio, um, Lucas Sabiza, Anthony Potato. Um, there's a couple of other guys too. Tucker Pullman, um, you know, uh, Carl Dahlstrom was also there. Uh, there's been a couple of other guys. Um, uh, like, either they're too young and inexperienced, or they're like too old and not good anymore, or were ever good. So, um, so that makes so yeah, their defense is kind of in shambles now. Um, so it does kind of make you wonder that because of this tough um, 
division that they're in and the fact that you know they're 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 kind of their cap situation isn't great um so to speak i mean uh they have let's see here i guess i guess their core is locked up for for a while with like blake wheeler kyle connor patrick line mark shifley and ellers all have uh contracts going on until 2020 the next season 2020 to 2021 um but and the defense the only one who's there long term is josh morrissey um yeah so um so it does like they do seem to have some room to play with on their defensive side of things um but i guess it it wouldn't be the worst idea to start like losing games um i would say i, I don't want to say that they should fully tank because they're still a pretty good team um, and they, you know, it's not like Kyle Connor, Patrick Laine, and Mark Shifley are going to be young forever. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't think you can win the cup without good defense. Um, and that's something that they don't have. Um, and the same with the fact that Connor Hullabuck um, is also not young forever either. Um, and he's been playing really well too so so that's also something to keep in mind so i don't i i think they're gonna draft a defenseman no matter what um it's just a matter of um will it be <laughs> it will it be a, a lottery pick or will it be a, a a playoff pick yeah um you know it's yeah, with everything that's so tight in the Western Conference, you never know, I guess, what could happen. Um, True. But just taking a look again at what Dustin Bufflin has brought to the Jets, he's a four-time NHL All-Star. Um, like I said, six times he scored 15-plus goals in the season. The latest was 2015-16. He um, did that for three straight years. 30-plus um, assists in a season. He's done that six times as an NHL, NHL player, the latest being 2017-18. He did that uh, for four consecutive seasons at that time. Um, like I said, seven seasons with at least 45 points, um, five 50-plus point seasons, the latest being 2016-17. Eight times he's hit 200 shots on goal, the latest 2016-17. He did that for four straight years. Um, 150 plus hits. He did that six times. The latest was 2015 or 2016-17, and he did that for four straight years. And over 24 minutes per game every season, six times, and he did that uh, for four straight seasons with the Jets. The latest being last year. So that's the kind of veteran experience that the Jets had last year. Um, that they're missing now. And even though Jacob Truba doesn't have that lengthy resume that Bufflin has, he's again, a guy that's established, can log that that uh, amount of minutes, can score a decent amount of points. And really this Winnipeg Jets team has been thrown into their fought into the fire, defensively speaking anyways. Um, and that's, that's why it's kind of too soon to, tell if, if this team is, is really good enough if they have the right players in place because they're just being thrown into an unexpected situation and they just have to dogpile their way through the year. So um, 
that also that also kind of brings again the question of whether or not this team is gonna be this good with Dustin Bufflin in the lineup anyways because I mentioned the regression and I'm just thinking if Dustin Bufflin was in the lineup would this season have been any different like what if what if he gets hurt would they be in the same position even if he was healthy would he be as good as he was in the previous years would they still be in this position so I think this is a reality that was probably going to be staring at Winnipeg in the face eventually, and it could be a lot worse if not for the performance of Connor Hellebuck. He's really uh, been keeping the minutes um, so far this year, anyways. Um, so I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what happens at the trade deadline. Um, if I'm the Winnipeg Jets, I just stand pat and do nothing. I don't buy, I don't sell, I just keep the guys I have, and I write up the season. If it's enough to make the playoffs, great, you know, you made it to the playoffs. Um, if it's not enough to make the playoffs, well, then, you know, maybe you could be like the Dallas Stars and get lucky and win the lottery somehow and get a top three pick and uh, draft Dr- Jamie Drysdale maybe. But... Right. Um, honestly, if, if I was to look at the Winnipeg Jets, I just think the standings are like very close. I mean, Minnesota, a team that probably a lot of us have written off are just a few points back of the final wildcard spot in the West of Calgary, Nashville underperforming, but still in it, Vegas still in the hunt. Right. Um, it could go to any of those teams, but I know one thing is for sure. Winnipeg's not catching St. Louis. They're not catching Dallas. They're not catching Colorado. And the only way they are going to make it in is through the wild card, which means they probably get a juggernaut like St. Louis in the first round and their season ends from there. So um, no matter what they do, even if they make a big trade, I don't think it's going to be nearly enough to make them a cop threat, um, which is why I think if they make a big significant trade, it's going to bite them in the ass. Um, so I would just stick with what I have and make your improvements in the off season because you're not going to make with, with everything being so tight. I don't think anyone who's contending for a playoff spot is going to be willing to trade any major assets. That's probably going to be saved for the off season. And, um, I think that I think through free agency or through trades is how, the Jets kind of wiggle themselves out of this predicament and through good drafting as well. Um, but in terms of the trade deadline, I expect them to stand pat, and um, I think buying or selling would be a mistake for them. Yeah, so this is where I, I'm going <laughs> to like differ from this. First off, I guess you kind of... Uh, yeah, I guess we're answering the same question because the next question on this list was... Are they going to be a buyers or sellers given this news? Um, obviously, I think the, you know, Bufflin, um, you know, I think if he retires, I think they, you know, they want to terminate the contract and that's going to help them out with the cap situation. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously there's not going to be like a big free agent right now who they can get um, before the deadline. But, uh, you know, maybe there's something, someone in the, um, off season so uh, that they can get and maybe that's something that will help them out so they'll be like the, the big fish I forget who the big defensive 
uh, free agent will be. But um, well, there there are going to be a few there are going to be a few free agent defensemen. There's going to be the three that come to my mind are Tory Krug, who's more right. offensive but still good. Um, there's going to be Tyson Berry, who again right. is good but more offensive good. And then if you want the complete package, there's Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, so that that is a good point. Like Krug and uh, Barry are both good players and would be a good uh, replacement for Bufflin, but um, it's also like they're not great defensively. So maybe Petrangelo could be the guy um, if they were to do that. I I have mm-hmm. to look more in depth on that. I haven't. Uh, looked yet recently so the question um, is how much yeah. money is he going to be asking and then even with the cap space that buffling gives them is that enough for winnipeg to sign petrangelo and right i don't know if he'd be willing to leave st louis for winnipeg yeah no that's for, that's for sure a good point um but um but like anyways i think they're i'm not saying in terms of oh i see what you mean um i mean like if he's a free agent, he he can go wherever he wants. He does. I mean, yeah. I know he's the captain and all, but uh, he, if he wants to go to Winnipeg, he can go to Winnipeg. Um, so so there's that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're speculating here, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah. So obviously, if Duff, if Bufflin does retire and they terminate this contract, that just gives Winnipeg more room to play around. But that's for the off season. Um, but even, I think it's one of those things, like, I wouldn't be as hesitant for you as you are, Steve. Um, like, I agree that they shouldn't be a buyers or sellers, but I also think, like, if there is a trade to be made, like, let's say, I'm trying to think of a team that, um, is, like, just, like, has given up on the playoffs, but is still a pretty good team. Um, maybe like the Sabres, um, just for example, maybe the Flyers or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they can make a trade for Bufflin in hopes that he'll return. And um, and then, you know, and then maybe... The, oh, Buffalo does have a lot of, like, te- you know, a lot of defensemen in their lineup. So maybe they'll give uh, Winnipeg, like, Colin Miller or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And that could, you know, that could help the Winnipeg Jets out um, in terms of making the playoffs and further along. So, so that's that could be a move there. But if that move, if like Buffalo doesn't do that, or if like any team doesn't do that, or like gives them a defenseman that can help them now, um, I don't think it makes sense to do it. Um, but like like I said early on in this episode. You know, Bufflin's gonna cost a lot, so I don't. I'm not sure if there's gonna be too many teams that are going to want to take Bufflin on, especially with his contract situation um, and all that stuff. So, um, so I'm sure Winnipeg will have to uh, sweeten the pot a little bit if they were to to make that trade um, in the future. So. <laughs> it it seems unlikely, but I guess it could happen. There's been stranger things that have happened um, in the NHL, like uh, the Nathan Horton to David Clarkson trade a couple <laughs> years ago comes to mind. Um, yeah. So so I, I think it is possible that he could be traded. Um, I just, 
it would it would be tough. I if I had to guess, I would say that Bufflin's probably going to retire. Um, they're just he, they're just trying to figure out the best way to go about it because you know he doesn't want to screw Winnipeg over. Um, so that's what I'm thinking is happening, where he's he's being very fifty fifty about it, but he doesn't want to screw um, Winnipeg over because they'll have to pay some penalties. Um, if he if he retires early, if if there is a deal, you're right. If there is a deal that makes sense for the Winnipeg yep. Jets, another future is jeopardized, and it makes their team better. Then go for it. Like if you trade Bufflin to Buffalo and you get Ristolainen, yeah, like I'm all for that. If it, if I don't it think means, that's happening though. But means, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it if it if it means you know you don't have to give up a big chunk of your future to do that. Right. Um, I don't even think that trade would be a good one for the Sabres. I like, I, it's definitely something that I could see them making a move to try to get Dustin Bufflin, but I think they'd be wiser to just get him as a free agent right. after Winnipeg's terminated his contract. So that way they just plug oh, him yeah, in good point. and they, and they, and they see what happens. But I definitely think you're right about Buffalo. Um, Bufflin is probably the missing ingredient that they desperately need. I think he could change the Buffalo Sabres and the way people look yeah. at them going into games. They, they I think Buffalo's kind of a little bit of a they're not even like like they're easy to be pushed around, I think. Yeah. I think they're a little bit easy to push around. I think Bufflin would change that, take a bit of pressure off the star players, and then maybe they start uh, winning some games as a result. But again, the age everything time tacking on yep yeah that would be a gamble to make a big trade for dustin bufflin for not buffalo but for any team so Um, but you you do make a good point about the sabers they could use a guy like well i only brought up the sabers just because there were (laughs) there were a team that just came to mind when i was looking at the standings i I was saying like so not doing too well yeah if a trade if a trade is out there then yeah i would take it but i wouldn't like my point is is more that I wouldn't be resistant to trade him. Um, if the, if a deal is out there, then t- take it. But I also wouldn't like go out of my way to trade him um, either. Um, so because I don't think his the interest level is high. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. It, it's hard the to. The other really danger know. with the Jets is that. You know, if there's a deal, but they have to take on some of Bufflin's salary, I don't yeah. know how right. much Ben Cheveldayoff would be True. taking some of Bufflin's salary to have him play on another team. And you can't, and that's money that you could use to help your team get better, but you're just paying a guy that doesn't even play for you anymore. Of course. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's the other kind of a risk if salary is retained and how much Winnipeg would have to take on to make that trade happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That'd that's another good point. All right, I guess that concludes our episode today. Um, yeah, so you can catch us on uh, our Twitter is Lace Up Podcast. Our Facebook is Lace Em Up. Uh, you can email us at Lace em Up or Lace Up Bag at gmail dot com. Um, and our uh, oh yeah, uh, you can catch us on Face. Uh, sorry, I can't speak. SoundCloud. <laughs> and iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Brett Duboff. I'm Steve Ellsworth. We'll talk again in episode 206 of the Lace Em Up podcast.